0: No skin off my dick, as they
1: say. I don't think anybody says that.
2: Sam says it a lot.
1: Anybody other than Sam. You've probably said it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be true I wouldn't to yourself. bet against it. I wouldn't bet against that. <laughs>
0: Podcast episode 248. I'm Sam Ginsberg and here is Tyler Dryblade.
1: Well, hey there everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. What are we talking about this week? Nuts, lawsuits, and marijuana. And today, to talk about all this stuff with us, we have a, a brand new guest host. Everybody say hello to Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Hey, Tyler. How's it going over there?
2: Oh, it's going great.
1: So, it's funny. You, you've you never been on the show before, and I've only met you once before at Sam's wedding, where I looked exactly like this. And it's funny that you're back here today, because if you had been on any other episode, you would have seen me with a huge fro and beard. But today, I just so happened to get a haircut and shave, and now I look normal to you.
0: And the nice thing about that is the listener at home has also seen uh, how you look and was also confused. So thanks for cluing everyone in.
1: Yeah, you know, I really like to get as much visual content into this auditory medium as possible. Right. Yeah. Uh, So, Caitlin, what beer do you have with us today?
2: I actually have a super sketchy homebrew that i got as a white elephant gift about two years ago and i think that sam said this was okay (laughs) this is going to be a
1: really interesting featured beer
2: yeah it's called zard's revenge i'm told because it's written in uh some some type of weird marker thing on the cap good we have no reason to doubt that at this point i guess
0: and do you know anything about it like the style, or the ABV, or anything?
2: No, it's completely, <laughs> <laughs> the bottle has no label. I only know that uh, the the gifter told me to drink it when I wanted to warm up, and since there's no heating in my house unless I make a fire, I figured now would be a great time.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, where are you Skyping in from, the Arctic Circle?
2: <laughs> uh, no, just Frederick, Maryland.
1: Oh, okay, all right. So my guess is that it's probably a pretty – it's a dark beer probably with a pretty decent ABV. would be my guess.
2: Uh, that that sounds like a good guess to me. It looks pretty dark.
1: Yeah. Have you cracked that bad boy open?
2: Not yet. Should I now? Uh, actually, I think
1: maybe what I'll do is I'll have Sam introduce his beer so that when you taste yours, you get kind of an idea of like the content we're looking to get. Let's you see you. how a real pro does it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? So, um, Sam, what beer are you drinking?
0: So I have a beer from Mobcraft, which always makes me suspicious just because they're weird. And true to form, they have uh, jalapeno hopper, ale with jalapeno and lime. And so when I think uh, lime and alcohol, usually I think tequila. And also I feel like, you know, jalapeno conjures to mind Mexican food. So I feel like there's some sort of like weird Mexican vibe coming from this, but I think thats it's kind of a tenuous connection. It's 7.5% ABV, it smells deeply of jalapeno, which is a good thing, I'm almost sure. So, the primary taste is jalapeno. Uh, and Shocker. I get, I get a little bit of uh, cinnamon out of this, which is very strange. I'll have to try and figure out where that's coming from and i don't get any lime no lime but you know i have a whole bomber of it and i'm only a sip in so we'll have to see i just want to give a shout out this as as much as i uh have weird feelings about mobcraft i they do have the uh independent craft seal which i feel like is is worth pointing out um yeah definitely oh man the the back is all cinnamon it's so weird maybe it's like they sup they've used it to like supplement the heat cuz cinnamon has a, a hot flavor but like it's so weird,
1: huh? Bizarre. All right. Well, uh, so Caitlin, now that you've seen kind of, you know, the tasting notes that we're trying to get out of people, have you sipped your beer at all?
2: Uh, no, I was waiting. But all right, head <laughs> now.
1: Go for it. Yeah.
2: Um. All right. Wow. Uh, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to describe this in any way that was close to what Sam just did, but... It will be better than Jed, no matter what you say. I don't know. I think that I might give Jed a run for his money here. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it's it's not as bad as I expected it to be. Very heavy. Couldn't tell you that I get any lime in this one either. <laughs> Neither of <laughs> It's actually, it's it's almost got a little bit of sweetness to it, which is surprising. But, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's that's about all I've got here.
1: Hey, you said sweetness, you said heavy, you know, you're doing pretty good over there.
2: Yeah, just out of curiosity, what was Jed's description?
1: Oh, no, Jed's just a clown, that's all. He usually says, like,
0: oh, man, I don't like this. And we're like, what's it taste like? And he's like, it tastes bad. And they're like, fucking shit, Jed, come on.
2: Not what I was expecting of myself, so I guess, yeah, it, it is a little bit sweet, a, just a little, pretty heavy, but that's really all I got.
0: Well, the all thing right. is, usually we try and give an impression of, like, what it tastes like so that if someone likes how it sounds, maybe they can go out and buy it. But it sounds like even if you said, this is the best <laughs> beer ever and everyone should drink it, uh, well, they're shit out of luck.
2: Um, I can tell you that the guy... The guy's first name is is John, and he lives somewhere in Maryland in the woods. So I found him. <laughs> that also accurately describes my grandfather, who I just rushed back from feeding dinner. And I don't think that he's brewing any beer. But hey, if if you feel ambitious, that's what, the information I can give you. <laughs> okay, great.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I brought on Dogfish's Sequench Ale, and I have to be honest. I have had uh, about four ounces of Sequench before. They actually handed this out when I was waiting in line for that end of the wart beer. But I thought it was still legal for me to bring on here because I haven't had a full 12 ounces. And that's what the rules for Brewsday Tuesday call for. So uh, I have Sequench. It's supposed to be a session sour, 4.9% ABV. It's kind of cloudy, like a peach color almost, no head. Oh it's yeah I mean it smells like a sour like you would expect you know kind of yogurty almost I think I had that on the show before I'm gonna look that up hmm okay it's not bad actually it's a uh, it's not as aggressive as the nose kind of led me to believe I get almost like a little bit of orange out of this obviously there's there's bitterness. But uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot smoother than I thought it was going to be. So at least initially, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, check back with me at the end of the show to see how I really feel about it. But, yeah, not so bad right now. Sam, have you looked up whether you had this or not? Yeah, I,
0: I, I, I did have it. Uh, I had it on episode 173. But I don't oh. know if I should tell you what I rated it because I don't want to, like, mm, color your – Can
1: I take a guess and you'll tell me if I'm right? Sure. Uh, three six. Lower. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to be a little nicer to this than you were, I think. But, you know, everybody's got their own taste profile. So now in the show, I think we will... Do you guys want to do an article? you feel like doing an article? Yeah, sure. All righty. What are we going to do first? How about we start with MNDaily.com? And this article is UMN Partnership Looks to Boost Beer and Nuts. Preserve the rainforest. UMN. I don't know what is UMN. Is that a uh, University, University of Minnesota? Of Minnesota. Yeah, That's I would that. imagine. So University of Minnesota is in collaboration with Urban Growler Brewing Company to create beers using a, a protein-rich Central American seed called the Ramon nut, which apparently is central to or native to Central and South America as well as the Caribbean. And some dude from UMN has been studying the Ramon nut for a while, and I guess it only grows in rainforests, and so the fact that rainforests are being cut down all the time to make room for like palm oil plantations and cattle grazing and stuff like that really threatens the Ramon nut, and this guy's idea was that if they start brewing beers made out of the Ramon nut, it might highlight the plight of the rainforest and this nut more generally. Well, I have my feelings about that, but I want to hear from you two first. Give me your gut reactions. Well, I feel like
0: that's a little bit of a stretch. Like, the only way that this is going to do anything is if they buy so much of this nut that to brew with that it becomes, like, financially beneficial to continue to grow them. And I don't think one brewery is going to
1: do that. Well, I don't think he necessarily is hoping that just this one brewery and this one beer is going to do that. But he's trying to, like, encourage, you know, use of the Ramon nut and awareness of the Ramon nut and kind of uh, make it, like, the next quinoa, I think, is a quote that comes out of here. Can you buy these around here? Like, can I go to a store and buy this? Um, This article makes it sound like it's a little tricky to get, but I really don't know.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if it, unless this becomes the next uh, fad food, sort of, like, the the acai berry or whatever else right. has been popular. I don't I don't see this doing a lot. I mean it's a good idea, I guess, in, in theory, but I agree with Sam. I, I don't know how how wide of a reach this is gonna have.
1: Yeah, so that was certainly one of my issues. But I think my bigger issue is like if this guy's successful in popularizing the Ramon nut, like no way people are just gonna be like, okay, we should stop cutting down the rainforest and just harvest the Ramon nut, right? Instead of palm oil plantations, we'll see Ramon nut plantations. So there's no way – like capitalism just tells us that's what's going to happen.
0: I guess I don't know enough about this nut. Is it like you got to leave these trees up or is it like 5% of the trees in the forest have this nut so you cut down the rest of them and, and just <laughs> plant Ramon trees? Yeah.
1: Well, I guess I am kind of making an assumption because, uh, spoiler alert, I'm not a botanist. But it just seems to me like, you know, that's what happens with cash crops. You just have these vast monocultures. It's not like we're just, like, leaving nature to be and going out and harvesting them. That basically never happens. So I feel like his whole premise is kind of flawed from the beginning.
0: But maybe, theoretically, it would encourage leaving some of these trees alive. Yeah, I guess so. It's a little bit of a reach. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a little bit of a reach. Um, I would, however, be interested in trying these beers. Unfortunately, they don't really describe them that much. They say they made two beers and one sold out in a matter of days, and the second is a stout with notes of chocolate, coffee, and nuts. But they don't even bother describing the one that sold out. So, hmm.
0: And I kind of imagine that it's hard to get. I guess I would have the best shot at it geographically, yeah. but I doubt it.
1: Yeah. But there you go. So, good try, UMN, question mark? Sure. Yep. All right. Great. So, that's that. We got one article out of the way. Sam, tell me something about your life.
0: Okay. So, we went to this bar. Three sex and I went to this bar on Friday called The Hop House. I might have talked about it before. It's a bar that's in walking distance, which is key to uh, it being great. Um, Sure. And it's, like, finally nice enough out now. It fucking... It snowed, like, five inches on Wednesday. And then it was nice enough to walk to this place in a flannel on Friday. Just Wisconsin, man. It's nuts. But I, I we were at this bar, and it was, like, packed, which is kind of weird because it's usually more of a chill place. But there it was, like, wall-to-wall babies. <laughs> what? There were at least a dozen, like, non-drinking age individuals in there, and they were, like, ranging from newborn to eight years old oh it was it was real weird i saw a boob accidentally because some lady was just breastfeeding in this bar and you know i and like my thought on it is you know if if i'm the one who's like shocked that's my problem it's a natural thing she should be able to do it and it's like not a big deal but i still was like ah like i like it's like did i just accidentally cheat on my wife because it feels a little bit like that but also, we're pretty sure that she was drinking. And you're not supposed to do that when you're breastfeeding. Mm, no, that's true. I guess yeah. it could have been something else, but it was in, like, a beer glass, and it was beer-colored. <laughs> so, so that was weird. <laughs> then we listened to this live band that was just playing, like, throwback hits, Now it's fun. But really, the takeaway is my lifetime boobs I've seen count is back to an even number, um, ah. which is nice. Um ah. And, and there were a bunch of babies in there, and I don't know how to feel about it.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to... So, the Hop House, I mean, by its name, I'm guessing it's just, like, a, a brewery, right? Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, obviously I've been to, like, alcohol-heavy restaurants, you know, oh, yeah. and seen kids. But I don't think I've ever seen a child just in a brewery. What about you, Caitlin?
2: I think it's becoming more popular. I, I think Frederick's local sort of up-and-coming brewery flying dog has a lot of dogs and and kids pretty frequently yeah Yeah. i mean
1: i've definitely been to places where you're allowed to bring your dog in well Mm. kids like dogs yeah (laughs) right you put a leash on both of them
2: (laughs) i did have a leash as a child actually
1: i think i did too wait what
2: so i
0: thought this was a new thing that only crazy people did you guys both had leashes as kids
2: yeah i mean like
1: uh, remember it, it yeah it wasn't, like, I don't know. It was just, it just, like, clipped to, like, my pants belt or whatever. Yeah, but I think like, mine
2: had a harness. So oh, like did it? one of the dog harnesses, but <laughs> for a human child.
1: I don't know. Like, I, I don't remember it being used often, but, like, a couple times I remember going to very crowded spaces and being, like, clipped to my parents.
0: That's great. yeah. That's wild. Uh, did you ever have a gentle leader? You know what those are? No. It's the ones they, like, they go around the snout. And so, if you pull forward too much, it like hurts your nose and neck. You give it to dogs that pull too much to stop them from pulling.
1: That sounds shitty. Yeah, it is shitty. No, I never had that. Just just my leash and my dog kennel, (laughs) and your kibble, (laughs) and and my kibble. You ever eat dog food? Tastes just like it smells. Delicious. (laughs) What's that from? Uh, I think it's from Dodgeball, and I think he actually says cat food. Okay. Uh, I have eaten a type
0: of dog treat before. It was like Oreo, like dog safe Oreos was the pitch. And I was like, yeah, these are good. These are like almost as good as Oreos. Like I would never buy these over Oreos, but if like, if these were sitting out at a party and I didn't know, I would just eat them because I'd be like, yeah, these are pretty good. Would you rather
1: eat those or Hydrox?
0: I've actually never had Hydrox. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Yeah, what is Hydrox?
1: Oh, Hydrox is actually the original Oreo, but Oreo kind of eclipsed them, and uh, and so now they're known as, like, the off-brand, even though they were the original.
2: Interesting. I did not ever know that.
1: The more you know.
2: Agreed, not, agreed,
1: I
0: don't even know if you can, like, get Hydrox. Like, I don't think I've ever seen them at a store.
1: Oh, man. I get Hydrox, like, every afternoon after I get out of work.
0: <laughs> is that a bad weed joke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Hey, speaking of uh, bad weed jokes, over this past week, we had a 420. Uh, we sure did. Yeah. So, I don't know. Tyler, I know your feelings on marijuana. Sure. So, I, I assume that you partook.
1: I mean, I smoked weed, but not, like, for the purposes of celebrating 420. I actually think the worst thing about cannabis is the culture, you know? So, like, I'm not really into that sort of thing. But, I mean, I was definitely high. <laughs> Caitlin?
2: I did not uh, partake in 420 this year. My, my read experience is pretty limited to one day watching The Jungle Book with our good friend Gus Williams in college. And I can highly recommend the film um, <laughs> because it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but other than that, that, that uh, my experience is pretty limited. Although I did notice it was 420, so that counts for something, I guess. <laughs>
0: wait was this your your first experience
2: sure. it. it's a long story but yeah sort of
0: okay because because the the first time i got high it was also gus's doing
2: <laughs> not surprising at all
0: i mean i wasn't even like close with gus like you were but he came to subway while i was supposed to be managing and i got high in the back room and couldn't remember how to make sandwiches <laughs>
2: really terrible that's that's such an unfortunate consequence of being high because you think that that's one thing you'd really need to retain <laughs> right time. i think i just ate sun chips <laughs> oh. the original or the weird salsa and something else garden salsa is
0: really good
2: yeah i i agree it's good it's just it's a weird flavor
1: yeah Well, speaking of marijuana and flavors, that brings us right to an article from SouthFlorida.com. Feds warn South Florida breweries to stop producing marijuana-flavored beer. So we've covered several cannabis and beer crossovers on this show. This one in particular comes to us from Invasive Species Brewing and Devour Brewing, both from South Florida. And these two companies were uh, making beer with what exactly was in there cannabis terpenes oil and so i guess this terpenes oil is basically what gives cannabis it's it's a uh, funky smell and kind of a uh, you know skunky flavor but apparently doesn't actually have any psychoactive chemicals in it so they were putting this in their beer just to like make it taste like weed which honestly i think is stupid like i don't even know why you would want to do that in the first place but but getting past that they were putting this in their beer and the uh Alcohol, Tobacco, Tax, and Trade Bureau, also known as the TTB, mailed them some cease and desist letters saying that uh, cannabis terpenes oil, despite the fact that it doesn't have any drug properties, is still regulated. And if they wanted to sell these beers, they had to get the oil they put in them certified by the TTB, which they did not. So now they can't make them anymore.
0: So a couple of thoughts. First of all, obviously legalize it. Yeah. (laughs) But beyond that, I feel like you pe- people. The only people who would like be into a, a beer that specifically tastes like pot would be like hardcore stoners. And I think at one point in your life, specifically when you lived in Humboldt, California, you would be considered a hardcore stoner, but probably not anymore. I, I feel like there are definitely people who would be like who are like like there's a sense memory thing who like like pot so much that they would like beer that tastes like it. But at the same time, I feel like they would be more likely to just smoke and also drink.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's kind of my feeling on it. Also, you, because... can,
0: you can use certain types of hops to bring out a really dank flavor. And at that point, what do you need the terpenes for? It sound, seems kind of more like a splashy marketing cash
1: grab sort of a thing. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. Caitlin, you look like you might have had something to say.
2: No, I, I just completely agree. I don't know why oh, okay. anyone would want beer that tastes like the way weed smells. I'm pretty sure a lot of people that smoke weed a lot don't even love the way it smells. I'm not sure it's one of its most redeeming qualities. but yeah, I, I can't see that being wildly successful.
1: Yeah, I guess I can understand what Sam's saying. like maybe maybe there is some sort of like you know sense memory that somebody might be looking for. I don't know. It does just seem silly, though, that this this oil that has uh, no drug properties still has to be regulated. It's, it's, it's frustrating, you know? Like, even as somebody, I feel like, who isn't into recreational drugs, you just have to be like, come on, bureaucracy. Get your shib together.
0: But I feel like if you're part of that old guard who hears ma- marijuana and thinks evil and also Mexicans, I guess, because that's just <laughs> right. how those people think, for them, it's got to be... Well, it's it's the devil's weed. Keep keep it out of good Christian beer or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just it just seems crazy to me, you know. Like, no, well, no. That analogy doesn't make any sense. So never mind. But uh, but yeah. That's 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 where things stand. I don't know. The end. Satisfying conclusion to so, this review. <laughs>
0: wrap
1: it up.
2: More thing. This is happening in in Florida.
1: Yeah.
2: At, at two breweries that have pretty aggressive sounding names right
1: (laughs) i did think invasive species brewing was kind of funny uh (laughs) florida has so many problems with invasive species yeah and also
2: crazy people doing incredibly crazy things all it is
1: the home of florida man
2: the what florida
1: man that notorious anti-hero
2: I am not for you, to Florida Man.
1: <laughs> They're just it's just kind of like a joke like you always see headlines like Florida man throws alligator into drive thru, you know? And just like, you know, the the joke that it's like the same Florida man, like he's just some sort of crazy villain. Made the upper body strength to throw an alligator <laughs> into a drive thru. That's ridiculous. I don't think I made that headline up. I think I read that I, somewhere. I think you made that up. <laughs>
2: If it was in Florida, I'd completely believe it. Every yeah, right. thing that's happened in the last 10 years has been Florida.
0: Exactly. See, what I think yeah. is weird is that it's uh, weed is still illegal there, but crystal meth seems to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Suck it, South Florida. Oh, my, uh, the associate producer is handing me your phone. It, it appears that, Tyler, you're completely vindicated. It was a Wendy's drive through in april of 2016 good job
1: good good for me (laughs) oh boy that's uh yeah okay great um so caitlin do you want to share something about your life perhaps an amusing story you think our listeners might want to hear
2: oh man put me on the spot here i know blasting you i don't know how to follow up sam's great and riveting story about going to a brewery with a (laughs) bunch of children but
1: it's good that he set the bar so low right (laughs)
2: <laughs> I might lower the bar even further. I think the only thing that comes to mind in recent history, I guess, um, I was on my way home Saturday, yesterday, from hockey with, with some of my teammates, and there was a terrible accident on on 70 on the way home, and my friend who was driving decided that he was going to just start shit in traffic with this lady driving a Ford runner. Uh-oh. Uh, turned into a huge ordeal it was it was pretty pretty great i think i was crying by the end of it
0: (laughs) um wait crying from laughing or fear
2: definitely laughing okay i guess he was trying to merge in in front of this forerunner and the lady just starts flipping out because i guess there there's lane closure ahead
1: because of the accident
2: yeah so we were in like the wrong lane trying to get over to the you know the the lane that was going to stay open right And this lady just starts going berserk and laying on her horn and rolls her window down and is just cursing him out. And um, he just starts saying super childish things to her like, I don't like you very much. You don't seem like super nice. (laughs) We still be friends if you calm down. And it is almost at a dead stop. So these two are just screaming at each other over me because I'm in the passenger seat and the end of the conversation was her screaming at him that he should not fuck with her because she is a truck driver. <laughs> I think at that point we we all just that was it and i i took a nap after that and woke up wondering if it was a dream. It was it was pretty good. <laughs>
1: that's a that's a weird threat. Like our truck drivers known for being hardcore. Like i would be scared of you if you're driving a truck because it's a massive piece of equipment, but <laughs> Yeah, what, what jobs
0: would be the, like, best and worst to be, like, threat jobs? Like, I guess I guess worst would be I'm part of an organized crime syndicate. <laughs> that's, and That's the worst one to be threatened by? Uh, well, the, the scariest one to be threatened okay, by. Okay, all right, gotcha. Uh, and I think the, the least effective one would probably be my job, uh, software developer. Like, don't <laughs> fuck with me, I'm a software developer. That doesn't really do anything... <laughs>
2: I don't know, that probably sounds scarier than you'd think. I would think florist is maybe below that on the list. (laughs)
0: That's, uh, huh, that's interesting. Don't fuck with me, I'm a nurse practitioner.
2: (laughs) They also kill people pretty often, though.
1: Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, man, all the, like, the worst serial killers seem to be nurses. Like, they just, like, murder 70 people by putting the wrong medicine in them or whatever. Like, that's some crazy shit.
2: You get you have a lot of access, so it's pretty easy. And yeah. coming to someone who has two nurses in her immediate family, I can tell you I if you're not afraid of them, you probably should be.
1: You heard it here first, folks. Damn.
2: <laughs> Three
0: seconds should I be afraid of Aunt Jean? She seems really nice. Uh I mean she's
2: not like a practicing
0: nurse. She does informatics now. Oh, okay. So she used to be a killer and she's retired from that. And now she's a nurse. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
1: Uh well that's cool. That's fun times. So you were you were coming back from hockey. Is this iced or field hockey?
2: It's actually just roller hockey this week. Oh, of
1: course, from. the one I didn't mention.
2: Yeah, field hockey I feel like doesn't really it shouldn't even really fall under that the same category. It's kind of a weird one,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like um contact croquet almost.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you were, <laughs> Sam, you disagree? I'm
0: just like, it's such a weird uh, simile. I'm not really sure how to feel about it. I don't really okay, know much about, about croquet or field hockey. I'm realizing in this moment that I got croquet confused with cricket. And <laughs> now your comment makes a fuckload more sense. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand cricket
0: at all. No, I, uh, I, I watched it for like 15 minutes on a cruise ship once, and it was unclear to me who had done better during the stretch that I was watching. Like, the the scores had changed, and I was like, I don't even know if it's good or bad to have points anymore.
1: <laughs> right.
2: I think it's like baseball, except it somehow is remarkably even more boring than baseball because instead of running around bases, it's just running back and forth as many times as you can between those two points. Yeah. But I also wouldn't know what the scoring is. System would indicate as far as who's doing better or worse. Yeah, at
0: one point I was like, I should really learn that. And then about forty five seconds later, I was like, Oh wait, fuck that.
2: <laughs> there was just a big scandal with the international cricket scene.
1: Yeah, some dude. I think it was the Australians. Uh, they scuffed the ball up, which is a big no no. Apparently, because it like yeah.
0: bounces weird or something.
1: Yeah, I don't. It makes it move uh, in an unfair manner. See, I read the BBC. I know about cricket.
0: <laughs> is that like the equivalent of of a pine tar situation where you're like, I'm really not clear on how that would give you an advantage, but everyone else seems to think so. So I guess okay. Well, Maybe. shrugs from both of my co hosts, so uh, <laughs> that I, I see that as an emphatic agreement.
1: Yes, exactly right. You've you've hit the ball on the head. <laughs> I assume is an appropriate term to use when discussing cricket. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. We're going to do our last article here from, ooh, the esteemed Washington Post. This craft brewery made a Breaking Bad-themed beer. Now Sony is suing. Oh, man, you could have so, transitioned
0: into this. I made that uh, that meth joke. Oh,
1: well. Oh, that's true. That's true. So I guess Knee Deep Brewing Company from Auburn, California, has a beer called Breaking Bud with the bud presumably referring to hop buds, and that might not seem to be a big deal, but they use the like Breaking Bad font on their can, mm. and their like little weird alien mascot is clearly wearing like a uh, one of those Tyvek meth dealer suits, not meth dealer, meth creator suits. Uh, cook, I believe, is the term. Cook, that's the word. Cook, yeah, <laughs> meth creator, yes. <laughs> I'm a you know I'm a content creator. I'm just trying to trying to get people uh, interacting with their environment over oh, here, God. but yeah. So they're they're clearly referencing Breaking Bad, which Sony is taking issue with. There are some other beers out there that I think also reference Breaking Bad. Like there's some sort of oh of course I lost it now. Where is it?
0: Heisenberg's Dark. There you go. And Walt's White
1: Lie. Yeah, out of Marble Brewing in Albuquerque, and they have not been sued. I think because they weren't as clearly using the branding of Breaking Bad. They were just kind of doing name references. And like, like Heisenberg, that's just the name, right? Like you can't really do much with that. Yeah. But by putting the B, uh, you know, the BRBU thing on the the beer and the guy in the little suit, I guess Sony has taken issue.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I kinda I generally am opposed to like people spoiling
1: someone else's fun, but
0: I think Sony's within its rights here.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I would have more of a problem with this if it wasn't for the fact that the art on this beer can <sighs> is so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: do you think that's like intentional? Like do you think that's like just the vibe they go for?
1: I don't know. But like, like I'm just child-like happy that they're being drawing. sued because they're gonna have to change this god awful can art.
2: Yeah, it, it it is pretty bad. What does Sony have to gain from this though? I you guys would know better than than I. But this isn't this isn't a big time craft brewery, is it? Well, sometimes no. it's about
0: defending your copyright so that you don't have to give it up. So like okay. if if you consistently don't defend your copyright, then it like can be perceived as being uh, in the public domain. Right. And Yeah. Okay. And so they wouldn't lose anything here, but they could lose something somewhere else. Three Stacks directed me to a line in this article where it said more said Sony contacted the brewery in early twenty fifteen when Breaking Bad was sorry, when Breaking Bud was originally introduced, touting their appreciation for our Breaking Bud beer that made gentle fun of their show. So I think that's interesting, where they were like, Yeah you good and then three years later they were like cheese it hey you bad <laughs> yeah it, especially now yeah. that like breaking bad's been off the air for a few years i don't remember when it stopped it probably around 2015 right probably. i feel i feel like we watched the finale together in college so
1: that sounds right
0: fuck when did we graduate dog 2012 <laughs> 2012 jesus yeah. christ we're so old i
1: hate this i know i said i haven't driven sticks since high school and i realized that was 10 years ago Ugh. man babies are the worst so so I guess what like what
0: possibly could have happened in the last 3 years to make them change their mind? I guess maybe the bottle art changed to make it more obvious what they were doing, but it's it seems weird that this would become
1: a thing now.
2: Yeah, and I guess the article doesn't really
1: provide context for that. So I can't answer you there, pal.
2: Yeah, this seems like a pretty easy compromise if they didn't have a problem with it 3 years ago, change the font on the can art or whatever. Is that the is that the solution?
1: I would say so, but I am no lawyer. No, uh,
0: we we often pretend to know things about law, but but let's not do that. Yes, I I, I agree. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it you can only like... get so far bluffing with your Jewish heritage, right. you know, Eventually, <laughs> like breaking bud in and of itself, I don't think is lawsuit worthy. So as long as they had their bottle art be non-suable, then I you know I then then I feel like also on Sony's end. If they can't sue them for it, then that's all that they want, you know. For it to be like not a copyright challenge, it seems like everybody wins there.
1: Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. I don't really think that Sony is like looking for damages necessarily. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think this leads into the obvious question of when there will be a brewery that dedicates all of its beer names to Fraser and Frazier references. Just <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> on television. <laughs>
0: So I, I tried to to get into Frasier because it was all, I don't know if it's still all on Netflix, but what must have been like three or four years ago, uh, I was watching it with Emily and we watched, I don't know, three or four episodes and she consistently laughed at all the jokes and then was like, we should stop watching this show, it's bad. And I was like, you clearly like it. And she was like, you, nah, this just sucks. <laughs> I don't understand where you're coming from. But I think you could definitely have a beer that tastes like tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Oh.
1: I think that Fraser is the gayest show on television, <laughs> and that's including Queer Eye.
2: Queer Eye is a great show. That's like I the mean, most
1: like dated that. reference, Dip. No, there's I a new Queer I Eye did. out, Samuel. What?
2: Yeah, they revamped Queer Eye for Netflix. It's great. Yeah,
1: who's dated now, bitch? I guess I am, bitch.
2: <laughs> um, Tyler, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite of the Fab Five on the on the uh, the new Queer Eye?
1: See, now you're going to make me betray my ignorance. I, I don't actually watch the show. Is is Carson oh, still God. on it? He was my favorite.
2: Who?
0: Carson? I, I think think that was his name. He was the gayest I, one.
2: <laughs> I didn't watch the original one, actually, at Will Gregory's suggestion, which I, I, I really try not to throw out all these references to people that only you would know, but I, I watched only the new one on Netflix, and my favorite has got to be Jonathan, who is who is, by leaps and bounds, the gayest one on, on the new one. Okay, episode. well then
0: they must have gotten rid of Carson, because Carson was so gay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like somebody's yeah. offended listening to this, but I don't know who. Five. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. I guess now's the point in the show where I have to share something about my life. Nah, We're good, we can just wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fine. I don't really have too much to share. I got to move in, like, a week, and I don't have a place to move to yet.
0: Oh, boy. Because we've we've talked about your apartment struggles a lot lately.
1: So that's nerve-wracking. I am going to see a place tomorrow, so keep your fingers crossed for me there. Uh, That's part of the reason I got my hair cut and shaved, so I would look like a respectable gentleman that you can rent to instead of, like, some sort of wood beast.
0: So... Is it bad if I'm kind of hoping this falls through because you living on the street is great content? <laughs> I'm gonna be recording
1: every episode out of a Starbucks if I don't get housing then.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that would take a it will, the audio quality would take a hit, but I'm always gonna put this show above our
1: friendship. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, so I've got this place I'm going to see tomorrow, so that's exciting. You should all uh, keep your fingers crossed for me. But no, not yeah but that's about it really there's not too much else going on next weekend at the park i work at we have like this reenactor event so we're gonna have like 80 dudes living in the barracks down there like reenacting world war Two stuff and that should be pretty weird i'll probably have some pretty sweet tent for you then wait
0: reenacting the fact that nothing really happened and it was just a you had to prepare and then nothing happened
1: <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It's just going to be, like, 80 dudes who all, like, want to pretend they're in the military, just, like, sitting around.
0: Like, playing cards, or are they going to run
1: drills? Yeah, I think they're going to do, like, drills and stuff like that, but it's hilarious because they're all, like, 55 and overweight, you know what I mean? Well, at least there's, like, no opposition for them to thwart. (laughs) It's it's, it's true. Actually, I think some of them are supposed to be pretending to be Germans. And it's like, we never even had Germans here. What what are you doing?
0: I feel like they should just uh, have to aim their rifles east towards Germany and just fire blanks in that direction and and be like, maybe, I don't know.
1: (laughs) We got those damn krauts. Yeah, yeah if, there's, uh, if there's
0: Germans there, I feel like you might as well have fucking Cylons. Like, that's just... <laughs> if this is a historical reenactment, like, what are
1: you even doing? Yeah, I don't know.
2: Um, um, you can use the barracks as your backup new apartment if you don't find any place to live.
1: That's true, that's true. There are 21 subterranean bunkers in the park that I work at, and uh, so I'm thinking I might just, you know, sneak into one of those, you know, hang out in there. And... There can't be tours of all of them. Some of them have to no. just be, like, sitting around. There's only tours of one of them. So you – it sounds to me like you have 20 apartments. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 20 apartments with no heat, no water, no electricity, but What's, no rent. It's springtime now. I Like, the, it shouldn't get that cold. Oh, man. They're terrible, actually. I have to work in one of them for, like, most of the day, and it's just – it's unheated, and it's just made out of cement, so it's always cold in there. It's like an ice box. But whatever. You know, the good part is that I get paid next to nothing to do it. So that oh, makes me feel better. Yeah.
2: yeah. So Tyler, I'll send you some of this Czar's Revenge. It'll really warm you up while you're
1: <laughs> There we go. Yeah. That, I like that. And, uh, you know, the shipping costs won't be too bad. Uh, I'm in Delaware, so I'm pretty close to you.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I know.
1: I figured you didn't. Because you're not a listener. Because you're not a very Cause, friend. Because we're because we're yeah because we're acquaintances and not <laughs> actually like people who talk at all.
2: That's true. Yeah. It's interesting because I saw um I saw one of those commercials for Delaware tourism this morning. One of those visit Delaware things. Yeah. And there were three shots of three different activities. One was a person kayaking in some type of marsh. One was just a car driving over a bridge, and the other was the beach and just the waves coming up on the shore. And I think the, the tagline at the end of the commercial was something like Visit visit Delaware for your unlimited adventures. And I just remember thinking that that looks like three adventures and one of them can be done in thirty seconds of driving over that bridge you just showed. So I'm not <laughs> sure what else there is to do in Delaware, but
1: Hey I put <laughs> a lot of work into that commercial, Caitlin.
0: <laughs> Visit Delaware for one to two days of adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah, tops. That's that's about accurate. Yeah. Okay, I guess it's probably time to rate these beers. Sure. Samuel, you're gonna go first. You'll once again show Caitlin how it's done.
0: Sure. Yeah. So to remind our fair listeners, I had a Mobcraft Jalapeno Hopper uh, ale with jalapeno and lime, seven point five percent ABV. The cinnamoniness that I referred to earlier, I kind of am not getting anymore. I'm wondering if I, if it was like me conflating heat and cinnamon, but I like I got a little bit of sweetness out of it from the cinnamon part, which makes me feel like I guess it could be that sense memory stuff we were talking about earlier. But I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns and say it tastes like cinnamon when you start drinking it, but not later. <laughs> I never got any lime out of it. Three stacks stole a sip and just typed on her notes app to show me tastes like chalk question mark so take take that as you will i'm not going to factor it into my rating but just to give the listener multiple points of view i like a hot pepper beer i think this had a good amount of heat like enough heat that you're like yes this is a hot pepper beer but without being like i need like a glass of milk to go along with it so i'm going to give this a a uh 6.8 out of 10 possible points that's For your benefit, Caitlin. uh, It's totally fine. Um, I would recommend this to hot pepper beer people, and I would not recommend
1: it to non-hot pepper beer people. All right. There you go. So, uh, Caitlin, as you just saw, you're going to kind of give us your end thoughts and then assign this a score out of ten. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, I, I'm almost done with mine. I I think the the flavor was pretty consistent with what I originally described. It's it's pretty heavy, it's got some sweetness to it. No lime. <laughs> okay, uh, you didn't discover
1: any lime in yours either. Right. I did not
2: discover any lime, but I still have about an eighth of it left, so you never know.
1: It's all hiding in the bottom.
2: It, yeah, it could be. This beer is maybe three years old, so um, it's actually pretty good. I'm not a big beer drinker, but I think it—I think it's good for heavy beer enthusiasts and maybe even people who, who aren't crazy about beer. I'm going to give it like a 7.6. That's what I'm going to go with. I like it. I think it's pretty good. All right.
0: The classic Jed rating. Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All righty. So... <laughs> I had Dogfish Head's Sea Quench Ale, a Session Sour, 4.9% ABV. It was acceptable. It was somewhat smoother than other sours I've had. It didn't quite make me pucker up as much. It was a little bit salty. There was a little bit of kind of citrus flavor in there that I actually really appreciated. Put it back pretty quickly, you know, didn't notice too much, which I think for a sour is, is about the best that I'm going to get. <laughs> So I will give this a 5.1, and I don't know who to recommend this to. I guess people who are into kind of like these uh, out-there beers but want one that they can drink pretty quickly. You know, like this beer definitely has kind of an odd flavor profile, but it's not so out-there or so aggressive that you can't still just put this away.
0: That beer's trash.
1: All right, I mean, yeah, agree to disagree, agree to disagree. It's not... This probably isn't a beer that I would go out and buy again, but I wouldn't be like, "Oh, God damn it!" if if somebody handed it to me. <laughs> I give so, it a I give it a two point three in my. In a two point three, yeah. That's a you did not like it, nope. but there we go. All right. So Sam, do you know what you'll be drinking next week?
0: Uh, I might have this one Cezanne that I've been saving for the next time Mary comes on, but I actually don't know if Mary's
1: going to be on next week. All right. So with that in mind, stay tuned for next week, everybody. Hey, Caitlin, thanks for being on.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. This was fun. Maybe I'll uh, start listening to podcasts on my way to work. There you go. All right. I I would recommend
0: starting with a good one instead of this one.
1: (laughs) Rude.
2: I mean, I think Uh, it's pretty good. sounded good to me.
1: There you go. If you want to tell us how good you thought we did, you can email us at Bruce Day Tuesday podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Bruce Day Tuesday, or you can comment on our links at BruceTuesday.com. Don't let the best. Keep it down. We'll see everybody next episode. Goodbye.
0: You are supposed to say bye.
2: Oh, I thought you were going first.
0: I always go last.
2: <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks again. I appreciate it. Bye, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bye. Here comes up Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problem. Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problem. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better.
2: I would travel anywhere pretty much to watch another original Mitch Ginsburg speech. (laughs) Me too, I think about that all the time. Oh my god.